You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Ian Scholes, the artist is snappy, funny, moving, original, and a lot of fun. Critics agree for the most part, but there has been a backlash. The artist is an homage to silent movies and is mostly silent itself, and it was shot in black and white, unless I blinked and missed something. Some viewers complained and asked for refunds when they realized that it was silent and on a smaller screen than most modern movies. Blogger Jeffrey Wells, talking about the artist's chances at an Oscar, sneered, They're saying that the Motion Picture Academy is very easily amused. They're saying that a generally pleasing silver screen bobble and a really cute yappy dog are a hard-to-beat combination. Oh, yes, the Yappy Dog is really cute. Adorable, even. The Academy could do worse. Uh, French writer Olivier Bernard wrote that it might win an Oscar because Americans don't know the artist is a French film. You know, because it's silent, you see. A blog called Badass Digest says the movie is shockingly empty, mostly bland, and often kind of boring. The artist is a fine technical exercise, but offers little else beyond the gimmick of a silent film in 2011. A commenter in the Huffington Post offered... I'm shocked Hollywood loves it as much as they do, as to me it signifies a reliance on nostalgia, a lack of forward thinking, and mindless appropriation. Uh, Part of that alleged mindless appropriation is the use of Bernard Herrmann's music from Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo to underscore, oh, I forget what. The music is fully credited, but that didn't stop Kim Novak, star of Vertigo, from taking out a full-page ad in Variety which stated, I want to report a rape. I feel as if my body, or at least my body of work, has been violated by the movie The Artist. Crikey's rape by a movie score? Now, I might feel differently if I was a fan of Vertigo. I love Hitchcock, but that movie, despite a harrowing performance by Jimmy Stewart, is just silly. Hinges on the idea that a bad guy, in order to kill his wife, hires a woman to kind of look like her and pretend to be suicidal so that Jimmy Stewart will fall in love with her and then fail to rescue her when she pretends to jump from a high place because of Jimmy Stewart's fear of heights so that the bad guy can drop his actual wife off the high place dressed like the imposter. I mean, good grief out of rigmarole. If you're going to murder your wife, why not just chop her up and throw her body out to sea? Sorry to spoil a movie for you. Well, not. But my favorite critique comes from Slate about the artist's use of quicksand. There's a scene in the movie, actually a movie within the movie, in which the hero is sucked to his death by quicksand. The Slate writer, Daniel Engber, to his credit, is nuanced. He concludes a selected history of quicksand in the movies, and Lawrence of Arabia, The Princess Bride, with this. So while the quicksand in the artist very clearly and cleverly invokes a nostalgia for the early years of cinema, real quicksand only started to spread many decades later. The golden age of quicksand had yet to begin. In other words, the movie is mocking a trope that had not yet been introduced into the movies by the time this movie supposedly takes place. That's a little rich for my blood, but then again, I still grieve that the golden age of quicksand, sadly, is long behind us. Anyway, go see the artist for the cute yappy dog, if nothing else. Though I wonder, since it is a silent movie, how did the critic know that it was, in fact, yappy? I gotta go. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony.